This is the Six Figure Exit. We are two entrepreneurs sharing how we've shaped our lives and our businesses. Our purpose is to help you grow your business and personal excellence. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Six Figure Exit Podcast. We are in week six, episode number six. Uh, super grateful to be back with you today. I'm Gavin, your co-host, here with my other host, Carson. Carson, how are we doing today, sir? I'm doing splendid, Gavin. I am doing splendid. Was your uh, Thanksgiving full of many thanks? It was full of many thanks. I went up to the cabin uh, where the parents are living, and family came up. We enjoyed your a day up live there. there yeah, pretty much. They bought oh, another really? house over in Wisconsin. They sold their, yeah, the house we grew up in in Stillwater, moved up to the cabin, and uh, they come back here once in a while. They bought a house here that they're fixing up too. So oh, they got a spot here. I didn't know that too. Yep. They're pretty much full time up there. So nice. it was good. But how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was pretty good. A lot has happened in the last week. Um, baby Dallas went back to the ER, NICU, a few days after we got home. Scary moment. Um, he's doing great now. Uh, he was there for a couple of days and thankfully we brought him home on Thanksgiving and we were able to have somewhat, uh, of a normal evening. We went over to my wife, Sophie's parents and had dinner just with the two of them. And then, uh, just came home very low key. Uh, but nice to have somewhat, uh, of a normal Thanksgiving. Yeah. This year is a little bit different. Um, just not seeing as many people and family just to make sure Dallas is safe and healthy. And I mean, he just does not have an immune system yet. So (laughs) Yeah, that was the same for us with the, we usually do like the whole family and everything. And it was just our, our family yeah. yeah, and up at the cabin. So it was nice. It was relaxing, peaceful, enjoyed it. So. Yeah. And I think I, when it gets to be like a lot of family and a lot of different, uh, you know, events that you need to be at through the holidays, I think it's often um, easy to lose the meaning, the true meaning of why you're getting together. And I think it can be a little bit more intentional. Um if it's a little bit less of like, I got to be at seven events <laughs> and it's like, it turns into like a job. And like, yeah, the biggest thing I out. miss though, is those, you know, just politically motivated conversations around the Thanksgiving table, you know, Fires me up. I just look forward to those all year long, but no, it was good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. What are we, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about learning to focus in life and focus in business and this is a great topic for Carson and I, um, at least I know it is for sure for me. I just have had a lot of um, deep thoughts in the last year and realizations, I would say, um, just about where my life has been in the last four or five years as, as far as starting entrepreneurship, where I've gone, where I've taken different things, and um, just have had a, a realization of that. Sometimes more isn't always the answer. And so maybe learning where to to put your time where to put your attention and we're learning where to focus is something that I've found to be very, very valuable. Um, and something that I'm working on pretty intensely right now. That's what I would, yeah, I'm bad at focusing. <laughs> I'm really bad at focusing. So that's, that's something I've learned though. I've become self-aware of that over the last year and I need to get better at it and I'm working on getting better at it. And I think that just starts with, honestly starts with like, where do you want to go? Yeah, you got to be really, understanding, really intentional with like what you're working for. Yeah. Why are you doing what you're doing? How are you actually going to get there? And if you got too much stuff going on in your mind or in your life or in your business or businesses, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're all really going to have a hard time filling up 
seven different cups opposed to one. So that's, I think, kind of where I've found myself lately is like, okay, I've, I'm kind of doing stuff here. I'm doing stuff there. I got this going on. I got this thing over here. Okay, this is not, I'm, I'm putting 25%, 20% in here. What was the, what there. made you realize that? Was there like a breaking point where you're like, to hell with this. This is stupid. Why am I doing this? Um, I think it was like over the last season uh, of landscaping, I'm like, okay, I'm putting all this effort in, but I feel like I'm not gaining not any anywhere. traction. Yeah. Like it's just wasted effort at this point. Like what, what is actually going on? Why is my time like doing this? Like I'm not getting anywhere. What, what is actually happening? So I think it, I've made the realization that I need to focus in on one certain thing and just go all in and be the best at that, that one thing. And then once you reach a, reach a certain point of excellence in that area, that is when you want to diversify. Yeah. And I think Branch early, yeah. And I if think, you want to. Yeah. You don't have to. No, no, um, not by any means. And I think early on is many entrepreneurs probably experience is like millionaires have seven different streams of income. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, you hear that all yeah. the time. I mean, yeah. you get excited about that. You're like, okay, I need to go start this. I got this going on. I can do this over here. No, I think uh, what you need to do is really, really get one river going and yeah. have it be really- Not a creek, no. a river. Not a stream, a big ass river that is deep <laughs> and wide <laughs> before you think about branching out. And that's something that uh, I I kind of regret not realizing earlier on in business. And I'm, I'm grateful that I'm realizing that now early on, I mean, we're still, still very early. I mean, yeah. we're super early on in our journey. So I think that's a, that's a great thing that we're both at that point. Um, well, I think it's good, it. it's good to, that we've learned that and said, I mean, there's plenty of people that just don't learn it and they keep banging their head against the wall, but that's for 30 years. Yeah. That's something I've learned. I mean, I think the breaking point for me on that was last tax season. I've got this spreadsheet with my accountant and it's got nine different columns <laughs> of the different LLCs and like tax things or whatever. Yep. And like, that's like real estate holdings too, which is all like in a separate LLC for each property. But still, when I was going through that, trying to figure out like, what did the income make on this one? You know, what is the tax owed on that? And try to figure everything out. I sat there and I was like, this is stupid. Like I am not doing something right right now. This is, there's no reason I should be having nine different um, tax filings or trying to figure out, you know, where this income is coming from. I need to really hone in on what I'm doing. Just dial in on that, focus on that and get be the best at it. Cause I think at the end of the day, like if I'm only putting 25% effort into this, say the landscaping company, well, there's somebody else that's putting a hundred percent effort into exactly. it and they're going to kick my ass every single time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've kind of realized that too, is like kind of my point of like, I put so much effort in over here. Um, I, well, not so much. I put a little effort here, a little bit of effort there and just not seeing a return on my efforts. So that ultimately has kind of moved me into changing directions a little bit and changing things up and taking a step back, um, which might seem a little bit crazy. Um, but I think it's in the long run going to serve me and my life and my businesses and my business very well moving forward. Yeah. I think you got to be self-aware enough to see what, uh, what you want to do and is this getting you to where you want to go? Yeah. So one of the things I was talking about, actually I was making a reel the other day and I was talking about like vertically integrating, which is something that we've been trying to do. And I think it's something we started trying to do. I started trying to do way too early. And that's just bringing like the pieces of what we do as a company. Like we obviously started landscaping and then we started our excavating thing, which are like two different divisions, but then trying to vertically integrate within that where we bought like the swimming pool company and then we tried to do like some irrigation stuff as well. And then like the excavating side, you start to like 
buy land and develop it instead of being hired by the developer you are the developer now and like vertically integrating and then you start adding on all these other jobs to your normal day job and then something starts to slip in one of the original things that you started doing yeah. so that's what i noticed i noticed it last year um more so this year actually was less focus on just say our landscaping and excavating side and you can see like since i'm not 100 percent there every single day um you either got to have really good people in place or it's going to slip a little bit yeah i think there's only so much one person can do. And yeah. if you're starting out, um, you are going to drown yourself if you get into too many different things. And um, I just would urge you to maybe consider and focus on stepping back, thinking seriously about 10 years from now, okay, this is where I want this to be, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your fitness, your relationships, your business. This is where I want this, this part of my life uh, to be. How am I going to get there? These are the actions I need to take. And I think that's how you can really start to focus in on what you want and like focus in on your life and focus in on that business that you're working on. I think really setting clear expectations of where you want to be and kind of cut. I would say you need to be really good about cutting stuff out of your life. Yeah. That's a big part of this is like saying, saying no. Pick and choose what is benefiting you, what's going to be the best. Kind of like Evan's Real the other day. Evan Kohler with Evan's companies is just kind of being able to say no. And I think I commented on, it's like all the great winners in, in this world have been really ex- excellent at saying no to nonsense that just does not serve their time, doesn't serve their life and doesn't serve their business. Yeah. You got to be able to say no to things. And I think honestly, this time of year is a great time of year to start reflecting on that and, yep. you know, game planning for the next year. A lot of people seem to like just glide into the new year at this point, you know, rolling into December, the holidays, just had a lot of turkey and now it, look, Christmas is in the sights. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, new the Year's in there too yeah. and you're ready to go. Um, but stay focused, stay dialed in and everything from the, especially for us where we're seasonal up here and the winter we transition into snow removal. Right now it's fresh. All the issues and problems we had all summer long with, you know, our landscaping, excavating, any of those things, make those changes now. Make those plans to change that or improve or maybe you didn't have problems, but you want to improve something or add something. Now is the time of year to change and do uh, implement that into your company. We're working on like going through contracts, uh, our design procedures. How are we going to, you know, what are the, like right now I'm working on, um, 30 to 40 plants that we use on every single project. Our designers can pick from these 30 to 40 plants. We've had great luck with them. Yep. That's it. There's yep. no reason you Simplify. need more. Yeah. No reason you need more than that. Yeah. Here's the two manufacturers we're going to buy, you know, hardscape materials from, and you can pick from these product lines, push that in your design. If somebody absolutely wants something else, they can go with that, but there's going to be an additional upcharge. Even if the material is the same cost, it's just going to be an upcharge to deal with it. Cause a lot of times like, like we had a tackle block project this summer and not local had to ship it in total nightmare. We were a couple blocks short, took two weeks to get the blocks here. Just a nightmare, yeah. right? Charge more for it. Well, and just guys out in the field are just, there's just, it's a new product for them. So they're not going to be as familiar with it. It's not going to be as efficient as like, like you said, two different product lines that it's easier, easier for them. Cause they, they've seen it every single day. And that's what, like, again, back to the focus, like focusing on one company, but focusing like in that company, what is that company focusing on? Right. Like, so for me, I'm working on trying to focus in on, you know, one specific company and, you know, get more dialed in on that instead of having nine things going on. (laughs) So trying to wean some things out, say no to more things. But then within that company, you know, what is that company's focus and what materials are they focused on doing? What types of projects and getting really specific? We actually just implemented uh, $50,000 minimums for new clients on landscape projects. You got to spend 50 grand with us. Otherwise, we're not doing it. 
Big baller. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but we're going to find out. And at the end of the day, like those are the people we're targeting anyways. Every time we get a little project, which if you're an existing client, you need some additional stuff done. Like we'll obviously service you and work with you. But the problem we've experienced is there's so many clients that need, hey, I need a couple things done throughout the summer, existing clients. And we don't have time to do it because we're doing that same type of stuff for new people. Yep. And then they're not very happy with us. And then they go and do there's one client in particular where we weren't able to service them coming back to like do some additional stuff this summer and we're putting a pool in for them next year. But to my knowledge right now, and I got to follow up with them. I don't think we're doing the landscaping around the pool. I think they're having someone else that did this other stuff this summer, do the landscaping around the pool. And to me, it's like, so I went and focused on like doing these little projects for a few other people instead of just retaining that good customer that I know is good. It's just not worth it. Like focus in on what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's a good idea? The, the the minimums the, the minimum yeah um, yes I, I think it it's, it sort of kind of uh, expresses some sort of exclusivity to yeah. I mean who you are as a business and I think people might see that but I mean I think a lot of people might be turned off from it yeah um, well that's the that's the goal yeah <laughs> but we I know think, all the people that yeah are. and I think um, just as far as like workflow it might be a little bit more. Tri- difficult to just keep guys busy with you got yeah. if you got a big price tag like that but i think but, it would in my opinion it would drive us to better service our existing clients I and mean, we've got a yeah. client list of 800 people of past projects we've done for them but would if we go would hammer you have that to do, on would you have to do 50 grand for each of those clients now or no existing clients will do okay. will do anything for okay. more or less you know within you know what just the scope of work of what we 50 do 50 grand for any new client for new clients gotcha yeah once yeah, you're in, you're in, baby. <laughs> so Join spend that money now. <laughs> but I, don't, I just thought it would it would help kind of set us apart from everyone else. It would yep. cater towards the clients that want a high-end service, and you're going to pay for it. But at the end of the day, with our design build, like that's what we want to do. We want to provide a high-end service, the best warranty, the best quality product, and not yeah. everybody wants that. Yeah, and, and that's that, fine. To that point of like having a high-end service, like when I was starting out in lawn care, lawn maintenance, um, doing small stuff. I just was like, you know, I'm serving way more people right now, but if I went over exclusively into landscaping, landscape construction, my client numbers are going to go way down and I feel like I'm going to be able to serve these people better because I'm not serving as many people. So I think that's a, a good pro to making that transition and making that focus. Cause like at the time when I started, I was kind of, you know, dabbling over here in landscaping, doing a little bit or doing, you know, lawn maintenance. And so like doing them both, doing both of them. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, this is not going to work because I need to be really good at one thing. So I'm going to just dedicate my time into landscape construction, landscape installs. So that way I can better serve those people that are over in that space. Yeah. And I would, I think, you know, focus in on what you want to do. And if you guys are looking, you know, where do you start? You know, I don't know what I want to do. I'm just kind of starting to figure this out. One of the things I would start with and I would push everyone to start with is put core values and a purpose for your company in place. Why do you wake up every single morning and why do you do this? Yeah, That's your purpose of why you're doing this. The core values, like we talked about, I think, I don't know which episode it was, but we've talked about this before. And so just go listen to all of them and (laughs) (laughs) you'll find it, but put the core values in place as to why you're doing this every day. What do you stand for? You know, Gavin, you've got relationships, excellence, integrity, reputation on the wall. Those are your core values. Yes, sir. If you guys that listening don't have that already, um, come up with core values and come up with a purpose. And that is a great starting point to guide you in the right direction of focusing on where you want this company to go. Yeah. Discovering your purpose, discovering your why, like Carson was saying, is super important. I think it's often 
times people just get started because they think it's going to be a, like a freedom release. Like, Oh, I'm going to be the exact so opposite. And it's five um, to nine. Not I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be one of those things where, Oh, I'm going to make ton, tons of money. <laughs> That's also like not people, true. <laughs> yeah. Do not start your business. Do not drive your business because of money. I think that's ultimately going to come back and bite to, you. To I clarify think, that, like you have to make money, but yeah, don't compromise right. your relationships, your network, your people because don't, of money. Yeah, don't just don't, chase a dollar. Yeah, don't compromise and be unintegral because you want more money yeah. instead. Yeah, because I think if you drive, I mean, kind of starting out, that's how I started. Is like, I mean, I, obviously I wanted to make some money, but I feel like I just was more transactional at the time and, and not really focused on the long game of like, I need to focus on these people because they might, you know, they might know somebody. If I treat these people well, they might know somebody that needs a $100,000 landscape project down the road. And if I'm serving them well, they're going to refer me because I treated them with a bunch of respect and a bunch of, you know, integrity and all of our core values is like, I kind of centered our service behind those so that I focused in on those people so that down the road I can generate, you know, whatever revenue from who they know, or even if they need another project done, they're going to come back. We've had the best referrals or our best projects come from referrals of clients that did good work because everyone wants to know a guy. They want to have a landscape guy. They want to have a pool guy. They want to have a HVAC guy. They want to have a guy that they can recommend. And if you go in and you make, like we were just talking about Delta, for example, which I just think is like the epitome of service. Is that good? Epitome? I don't know what that word means, but it sounds, <laughs> but it sounds cool. It sounds cool. Like they are like the pinnacle of service. Go. When I, I flew first class for the first time, been talking about it ever since the other day, but came back from Hawaii, the sleeping thing or whatever. And they Delta bring one. you, yeah, they bring you, you yep. sit down can I get you a drink before we take off? Uh, do you want a warm towel once we're in the air? Do you want, um, you know, they give pillow. you the warm nuts, the yep. pillow, like every, like yep. the service, you're just like, it's just a plane ride, but you felt like they actually cared. And, how many times have I talked about Delta first class since then? Yeah, often. And I, another and thing I highly recommend it to that to point is like focusing on the experience for your client, I think is huge. Like I've made a post about like, you know, branding and how it's not just about, you know, the logo. It's more about the experience that you've created for your clients. The feeling. And yeah, it's the feeling that people feel when they do business with you. And I've, you know, I've talked about brands like Delta and Quick Trip and Big oh, Filet. I love Quick Trip. Um, you know, they built, they built a brand around a feeling, an experience that you ultimately have the same experience throughout, you know, every, every location, every instance that you go through their business. And so they focused in on their experience for their client. And I think if, if you're not focused on, you know, one single, or you know what your purpose is and you're focused in on this company, you got nine different things going. I'm speaking from experience here. Yep you start to lose that feeling For at sure. your main gig. That main river starts to dry up because you've spread yourself so thin. And sometimes you realize that what you thought was the main river isn't going to be the main river anymore and you're just headed a different direction in life and that's okay too. Yep. But figure out where you're going and what the big picture is. Design your life from the time you're 60 years old to your 50s, to your 40s, to your 30s, to your 20s. How do you get there? I mean, reverse engineer your whole life and then build your plan off that and focus in every decade on what you're supposed to be focused on to get to where you want to go. And that's going to change, but yeah. Be a lifescaper. Be a lifescaper. <laughs> I love that. That's like the yeah. best, <laughs> but I think you got to stay focused on that type of stuff. Um, you know, okay. just purpose designing your life and work backwards from there for a lot of you younger guys that just don't know what they want to do yet. And part of it, like it's just experiences. Like you need to, 
to an extent, like just get out there and experience stuff. Like yeah. you might start in this industry and be like, this is not the industry for me. I'm going to, you know, transition into something else. But now you have that experience and you can, you know, understand that this isn't for me. Yeah. We've talked a lot about like business focus, but like, what about when it comes to like personal focus, how can we focus in our personal lives? I mean, I feel like relationships are, are huge in that, like as far as how strong they can be. I think if you're focused on certain relationships in your life, that those relationships can flourish opposed to like having a wide range of relationships. You know, I think if you have five friends that are really strong opposed to having a hundred friends that are just like, I put a little effort here and there into those. Um, I think your life's going to just be better served if you have those, those five friends that you focus on. Yeah. And I think the five friends that you focus on and with those five friends, you're all focused on the same thing to an extent. Like my right. core group of friends, we're all very business oriented entrepreneurs and we're always improving. None of my core group of friends are people that, you know, burn a weekend getting high or something like that. It just, it's not what I want to focus on. So have your friends also be focused on the same things that you are focusing on. And if it's physical fitness, you're going to the gym together. You're focused on that together. Don't have your friends, your core friends distract from your focus of what your end goal is, what your purpose is. Yeah. I think a really good key to focus is just being present. I think it's another thing is like being present in the moment. I feel like you're able to focus more on what's in front of you. Um, and I think that's something that I've struggled with and I'm sure you have too, Carson. I have, but I've got a little controversial opinion on that. So I'm scooping my chair in. Right now. Oh, I'm getting excited. Right. <laughs> getting excited. Um, but I think being present with, you know, those relationships or being present in your business when you are actually in that, in that moment at that time, I think, provides more focus to that certain area, like whether it's your, your personal life or like your business, I think being present can serve that aspect of your life a lot better than if you're not present thinking about some other thing, whether yeah. it's a different business or a different relationship or your head's over here. You know what I mean? I would, and my controversial, I guess, opinion on that is yes, to an extent, like when I'm with friends, I try not to sit on my phone and like scroll through Instagram or things like I'm focused on like being in the moment with that person uh, or, you know, whoever family, whatever. I try to be in the moment a lot. That's why people give me shit for not answering the phone. It's because I'm trying to be in the moment with like who I'm with. And I think personally being present, yes, is important like to that extent. However, when I'm present with those people, we're always focused on the future. I think planning and thinking about the future a lot and always like having that visionary mindset of like, What's the next step? What are we doing next? And being, I feel like people talk about like, oh, just, I mean, you wouldn't tell Dallas, like Dallas, just be present. Don't worry about the future. Like don't, don't think about college. Don't think about what you want to be when you get older. Like as you grow up, everyone thinks about like, or your parents tell you, you know, you know, wh where are you going to college? What do you want to be when you get older? Like this is just natural, like growth right. throughout your early life. But for whatever reason, when people hit their late twenties, mid twenties, thirties, nobody's asking you like, Hey, what do you want to do next year? Or like, what do you like? Has anyone yeah, asked you your, that? Like nobody, goals next year people just stop asking that question. And I don't know why, like, it's like you get to 25, you're done with college, you get a job and boom, you're just done growing. You're locked life. in. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my mindset's always be growing, keep yeah. pushing for the next thing. And I think like to an extent being present can think, be a bad thing. Yeah. Well, if yes. you're just present and you're never no, focused I, on I the future or yeah. thinking about the yeah. future and the next step. But I think it's also one of those things that's crucial to the quality of that business or quality of that relationship. And if you're not present enough and enjoying the process enough, you're not going to be fulfilled. Yeah. I, w I would agree with that. I don't think you but need to be exclusively present. I think, I think like you need to have physically and mentally present of, of 
presence yes. in the moment in order to serve those relationships or serve that business. Um, and, but you also like your, to your point of like, you also need to be focusing on also the future as well. I mean, you can't just be exclusively focused on future. And I don't think you can be exclusively focused on being present. I think there needs to be a, what a happens happy if you're exclusively focused on the future though? What bad comes of that? You end up like Carson. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, I think you just burn a lot of bridges. I think you just kind of, but if you're, I, I don't think that you're, you're always chasing something. You're chasing the next but here's, thing. You never, here's my, and like from a relationship standpoint, say with like a significant other, Yep. would you rather just be living in the moment with that person every single day? Or would you rather be with that person chasing something with them? Exclusively chasing something? Or yeah, like with them, like you're both chasing this bigger vision, like better version of yourself together. Um, I would rather be chasing something with that person, improving. What's our next step? What are we doing next? Where's our next house? Yeah, but there's also, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of joy in being present of like accepting that there's good in what you have. Yeah, I think, you know, I being if, grateful every step of the way. Yeah. And I think there's moments of like, for me, like Sundays are pretty chill and you're just like in the moment for that day or like with that person or whatever. Yeah. But I think having someone that generally is on the same page as you where they're focused on growing the future and they're not just stagnant, stuck in the present, never leaving the present and their current status of where they're at. I think that's important too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it kind of comes down to the perspective of the individual, too. I mean, like for your instance, I think you're more focused on future, you know, future stuff than me, maybe. But potentially. But that's okay. I think like it doesn't have to be the same for you or I. I think it's good to be different, and like I think if it's if you and your partner are on the same page, that's great. Yeah, I think that's all that matters. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I mean, so much that you're either focused on the future or either focused on being present um, or being stagnant, as Carson maybe would think. Stagnance. That's a good word. Stagnant. <laughs> I just don't like staying in the same spot. I get antsy. You can say, you know, I shake my foot and, or whatever, my leg. and Ready to move on. He's got yeah. the mic in his hand. He's got a foot out the door right now. Let's go, <laughs> folks. We're moving on. Bigger and better things. Yeah. So. Yeah. But maybe that's, I mean, part of learning to focus, I think is for you is maybe just being more intentional with being present. I mean, that maybe that's one thing that's caused you to be unfocused, you know, not being present. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, I chase it, you know, kind of to your point of chasing the next thing. That's chasing yeah. more. I mean, that's, that's, very good. that's probably is what led you to be unfocused in your life. And in your business. <laughs> like seriously, we're breaking it yeah. down right that's, here. That's, <laughs> Let's get into the Carson's therapy session. Yeah, no, I actually, that's a, that's a very valid point. I mean, I'm always thinking about the next thing, want to go faster, keep moving forward, but sometimes that can be bad. Yeah. As of experience, I mean, I've got, I'm in, currently involved in three different companies multiple different real estate ventures and partnerships starting a podcast and much more to come. That's a lot to focus on. That's a lot of different things. Yeah. 
It's a lot of cups to fill. That is. And here's where, like, my argument to that originally was, like, it. they all kind of worked together and they made sense where one company would hand the other company work and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. where I wasn't present enough is they just happened too quickly, Yeah. quite frankly. Tried to start too many different things at once and didn't have the systems and structure in place in the first pl- business. Wasn't focused long enough at you, that point. You started them with kindling and you haven't been able to find firewood to yes. keep them burning. Well, you have, but, like... We need you need oak. some you need, need a big oak, oak log yeah. <laughs> to keep those babies burning long. And what he means by that is we're hiring for high level managers at all positions. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have experience this in is the just industry, this is, people. yeah, go to www. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a valid point. I think that's I've a, been very focused on the future and keep pushing. But I think that's but if you've been reading traction, like the yep. EOS model yep. says like, that's good to have a visionary and an integrator. Yep. I think if I had an integrator at our company where they could be implementing everything that I've been thinking Stirring future. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And just execute on it. I think we would be in a good position, but we don't, I don't have that. I don't have an integrator. Well, I don't with have that. A, I mean, with that experience, I think what you could do and what we're talking about today is turn your focus on to finding, finding that person, yeah. finding those people. Then once you get those people, you can focus on this area. And I think setting kind of clear, like, honestly, just stupid goals. Like, I need to find, I need to find and hire two people in the next year or you know, whatever, whatever the case is. Put that in front of you and then just make it happen. And then focus on a different goal and just be really intentional with those. Uh, what's one main thing, Gavin, that you want to focus on this coming year that you've realized throughout this season as we come into Christmas, you know, it's in the crosshairs. What is something that you want to focus on and you want to start implementing throughout this month of December? I think we're not in December yet, but still (laughs) we're very close. We're very close. (laughs) What I want to focus on is being more intentional with my business life. I think I've, I mean, I haven't been too sporadic. I think um, but I've been sporadic enough where I, I haven't felt like I've been able to really excel or be what, focused what do you in mean? one what area. What else have you been focusing on? Or you're just saying too just many like different Just like two different things. avenues like landscaping or thinking about snow or thinking about, you know, we got this land or this uh, home remodeling business, construction business, and we do a little bit of real estate here and there. It's like, dude, wipe that out. Start square one. Kind <laughs> of clean things up. <laughs> And dial it in and really dial back and dial in, I think is kind of be what that's my kind of, I would say my big mission for 24 is like dial in and business. And I mean, and just, I think simplifying my business life is going to simplify my personal life and make me happier. And ultimately I think it's going to make us more money, at, you know, down the road. Yeah. I think same with me, like just scaling back, not scaling back a little bit, but just saying no to yep. more things. And then, like you were just saying, uh, focus on hiring better talent, quite frankly. That's the biggest thing we struggle with as a company, have struggled with over the last three to four years. And I, literally anybody that has been running a business and hiring people understands this is probably your biggest struggle yep. in the Especially service in industry, industry, period. Yeah. Just biggest struggle, um, no doubt. And I think at the end of the day, if you can put yourself in a position where as the visionary of a company, if you're a visionary, if you guys haven't looked at the EOS platform and like the visionary and integrator mindsets, like look at that. They really should, book traction. They should yeah. really sponsor us, honestly. Yeah. Um, or you at least. I, I, I <laughs> about that so much. I'm just such a firm believer in it. I really am. Like 
again, I'm, this is a referral thing that we're talking about really, you know, just <laughs> firm believer, but look at, look at what I'm talking about. It'll explain it. Um, and it'll make sense of what I'm talking about. But if you're a visionary mindset, thinking about the future all the time, I really think, you know, the leader of the company, what is the purpose of the company, the core values? You're the visionary guy. I am. And my focus should mainly be on client acquisition and talent acquisition. If I focused on those two things, I'd be significantly happier because I'm doing what I like doing and the company would be in a better position. Now, the problem with that is... You've been chasing your tail because you haven't focused on hiring the right people. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have anyone else to yeah, produce right. at the this work point, the work or manage the work that I've sold. Yep. So I'm therefore doing all of it. So my talent... So naturally, you need clients to keep the business afloat in money. So I focused on that. And then I focused on producing. I haven't focused on the talent acquisition. And that's probably my biggest weakness when it comes to business is identifying good talent, finding talent, interviewing that whole process. Yeah. I'm not very good at it and I need to get better at it. And I think for those of you listening, if you're getting started um, and you're starting from like a very small company, like this is a great opportunity to put those core values in place, focus on the purpose of the company, your processes, systems, get everything really dialed in this month and then start hiring. Quite frankly, hiring in the month of December is probably going to be difficult, I would think, um, and it has been for us because, again, even though you might be focused, 90% of other people and employee mindset is going to be Christmas. Yep. Get to the new year. They're going to be thinking January, especially if you're seasonal like us, you know, where am I working this year? Is it the same place? I wasn't really happy with this, this, and this last year, so I'm going to be looking for a new place to go. They're going to start thinking about that in January and February. Get everything dialed in this month for your hiring throughout the month of December. This is what I'm going to do now. And then January comes, I mean, launch a full marketing campaign to just hire top level talent. Yeah. And part of like what we talked about earlier about Delta and Quick Trip and Chick-fil-A is like the experience for the client, but I think also creating that experience for your team members. I mean, that's huge. I think it's important to create a space where people, like you're saying, people thinking about leaving, create a space where you attract those people and then create a space that also retains those people. Yeah, that's a huge piece of it. I think that naturally comes. Um, I think well, that comes with. I think that comes with structure in your business. Yeah, I think I th that's huge, and like the values behind the structure. If you're hiring the right people based on your core values, based on your purpose, the structure of the company, you're gonna find good people as long as you you know make sure they're adhering to the core values, and that culture will build within your company, and people will be happy to work there. I mean, there's good camaraderie with the guys uh, on our job sites, and they work well together. And it's because they all have the same core values. And we've, like we talked about in the other podcast, one of them was we've weaned out a lot of those guys that just weren't A players. They weren't adhering to our core values when we implemented those. And they've slowly weaned themselves out and we've weaned them out of the company right. as well. And it's made everyone else that's here happier along the way. Yeah. And I think to the point of like hiring people, um, starting out, I think is in, it's definitely intimidating. I had the intimidation feeling when we were hiring our first people. Um, but I think to the point of hiring you know, individuals is like, don't be afraid to kind of the point, like have your core values in place before you start hiring people, I think is yeah, super create, crucial. Just and sit then, down and write a word doc. Yeah. Core values and even, outline. That might even hiring. change, but that's fine. Yeah. Just start, start with your values, start hiring, start firing on those values. And I think get really good at being okay, firing people too. If they're not, I mean, you got to be really tied into your values and, if they're not tied into them, they got to go. And um, I think that's one way you can focus in your business is just being focused on your values. And that for you business owners out there that have a few employees and it's been hard to either keep people or 
find people. One of the biggest things I've seen happen, and we're, we were 100% guilty of this over the last couple of years, is we just needed bodies. There was so much freaking work to do that yep. we needed bodies and we needed people. We weren't always getting the best people, and but I hired them anyways. Hindsight, going back, looking at it, would I do it the same way? Probably not. Probably would have put core values in place way sooner, would have fired, hired based on that. And what would have happened, honestly, is we would have just had happier people every step of the way, less turnover. I mean, every single year we almost had, I would say probably 80% turnover. We did had different wow, guys yeah. coming into the new season than we did the previous season. And a lot of that's just with our industry up here being seasonal, but a big piece of it was when you get new people coming in and nobody has aligned core values or purpose of where the company is going, they don't see a future. It's difficult to keep them around because they're always looking for the next best thing that's going to help them make more money, improve their lifestyle. And if you don't have a plan to do that at your company, they're going to go to the company that does. But to the point of like hiring people, I think it's important that you realize too, like I've, and this is something I realized is like the more you do it, the more you hire people, the more you fire people, the more repetition, repetition you have in that, I think the better you get at it. And then as you get better and progress in your hiring process, you're going to ultimately get better at finding talent. And so maybe just get those reps in. I would suggest just do more of it and don't be afraid yeah, you, to. You just have to start. Yeah. You have to start Don't somewhere. start. Don't, don't be afraid to start and don't be afraid to do a lot of it. Um, and I think that's something that maybe holds a lot of people back and Holds your whole holds your whole organization back is just not having the the right people, and I think a big part of that is just the hiring process and the firing process, and really being diligent on hiring and firing behind your values and focusing on that. And here's what here's some real talk, right? And this is what my mind's thinking right now when it comes to hiring and firing, and something I wish I would have done differently going into every single year. I do not like firing people. I hate reprimanding people. I hate firing. I hate being like the negative Nelly that yeah. has to be like, you suck at your job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just tell, I shouldn't say they suck at the job, but, um, not performing. I mean, yeah, just, you're not performing. Not I just, I hate yeah. having those conversations and I probably avoid them to a fault. Every single year, what happens is come the beginning of the year, I'm thinking, okay, well, are we going to sell enough work to make sense of like hiring an operations project manager, somebody like that to take over some of the management. And then you start selling the work. And then like March, you're like, yep, we got enough work. Like, <laughs> let's try to hire this person. Well, they all have a job because they were looking for it in January, February, or that's when they were considering, you know, moving companies was at that point in time, not this late in the season. So then you never end up finding somebody and then you end up chasing your tail all summer long because you're managing all the stuff you sold and still trying to sell more and on and on and on. If you guys are in a position to be able to, what I would highly recommend and what we're going to do differently this year, and I'm just going to commit to it, is set aside some money or whatever it is for that person's salary, hire that person, and then go get the work to an extent. I mean, you know, within reason, have a track record a little bit here if you've, you know, done something, but don't be afraid to like let somebody go if push comes to shove and you have to, or they're not performing or the work's not there, or whatever the situation is. At the end of the day, like that's business. If the economy slows down and the work's not there, there's nothing you can do about that. It is what it is. And you kind of, I mean, I don't know what your thought is on it, but you got to be a little bit heartless too sometimes. I mean, not heartless, but you got to understand like it's if the economy slows down, like Every company's in the same position. It's not just you. As long yeah. as you're doing your job to sell push or you, and do as much as you or, can, to push or maybe the it's yeah, forward. you're hiring a yeah. salesperson. If there's not enough work to keep that salesperson, you know, just it is what it is. That's what the economy is at this point. It, it same thing would happen at any other company potentially. So setting aside, you know, money, capital, whatever it is for a few months' salary if you need to, uh, if you don't have the cash flow, and 
hire that person, train them in throughout the winter, come summer, get them going or spring, you know, sell your jobs and keep selling all year and have them focused on what there's for us. It's management. It's project management. That's the biggest thing that if I could get a good project manager, that would save my time so much because I spend most of my time driving around dealing with problems on job sites or scheduling for the next job, teeing stuff up, you know, letting the customers know where we're at with the project. That's where 90% of my time is spent. The spring I'm busy selling and then the rest of the summer, it's just project management. And midsummer, I'd like to be selling more stuff, but I can't because I'm project managing everything. And yep. you're just, you feel like you're constantly putting out fires and you never have time to go start something else or, you know, sell another project or do something because you're just putting out fires all the time. And that's where you start to get burnt out. That's where I've gotten burnt out, where it's like, why am I even doing this? And this time of year comes around and you're like, thank God, Christmas. <laughs> and I can, it, I can mail it in. I can take a break. Yeah, exactly. But to that point, I think it, you shouldn't. I think you got to focus in on being intentional with your time and staying focused on your business, staying focused on your relationships and really pour into them. You want to hear a funny analogy I just thought of? Please share. <laughs> I was cooking eggs this morning. Oh boy. <laughs> I have two eggs every single morning and my whole, my, this is like my mindset in a great analogy. Turn the pan to high, get it heated up as quick as possible because you're like, you know, time, I hate eating. Like, right? Eating is does bring me no joy. I just need to do it to have energy and live. <laughs> I, if I could take a pill and never eat again, I'd be fine. It's just a waste of time in my opinion. There's your billion dollar idea. Billion dollar idea. Whoever comes up with that, I will be a lifetime subscriber. <laughs> and so I just heat the pan up all the way, get it as hot as you possibly can, throw the eggs in there, slap them together, off you go. What I realized today was like, I'm going to put the pan on low and not, you know, just like a, a normal person would do or like a normal heat instead of just like burning hot, throw the eggs in there and it takes like a little bit longer to cook, but they're done so much better. They're not burnt. And every time I go to eat it when it's burnt, you're just like, this is terrible. Yeah. Like, why do I? And I actually enjoyed my meal this morning and I was kind of like, this is a lot better. Like, yeah. but it really didn't take that much longer. Like it might've taken a couple seconds longer, but in the realm of things, like, I think the process is the same with business. Like if you just stay focused a little bit longer and you take the time to do it right before you jump into the next thing or you make that decision or whatever is going on, you just stay focused a little bit longer. The eggs are going to be a little bit better. The eggs are going to be a little bit better. Yeah. I like that analogy. I, don't know, I wasn't I just, sure where you were going to take that, but it just kind of worked weird, out. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I don't know why I just thought <laughs> of that, but I just thought of that. It was the strangest thing. Uh, so that's great. I think just staying focused, being patient with it this uh, time of year, for me anyways, you know, I always seem to get burnt out this time of year because you're trying to get everything ready for snow. You just had, you know, a hell of a summer going yep. through war, basically. And uh, you're making that transition. You're ready to just glide out, but just stay focused. Even if it's not the pace you've been, you know, running 100 miles an hour, getting stuff done, stay consistent, stay focused, you know, power through the rest of the year here. Yeah, and I think uh, we both have things that we can focus on, and Carson's going to focus on maybe finding that right person or right people. And, uh, I'm going to focus on maybe focusing in on my business ventures and maybe just going down one path yeah. and seeing where that takes me and how that changes my life. I think that's going to be pretty powerful. I'm going to give pretty much my whole year to that and see where it takes, you know, my life and my business. And I think I'm going to be a little happier even too. just kind of just being more intentional with one thing and opposed to a few different things here and there and ultimately serve what I'm doing and the people around me better. I would agree with that 100%. If you guys like the show, please share yeah, the show. That would mean the world to Carson and I. And I think we're excited to keep bringing on uh, more value to, to you guys. And hopefully some of our experiences can help you and some of our insight can help you and help your, your lives grow and help your businesses grow. And 
that's kind of the main goal here. Hey, Gavin, let's do this. For those of you that are listening, if you share the show on Instagram, you take Gavin and I, MN Lifescaper, and Carson Schiffsky on Instagram, uh, what are we going to give them? Let's, let's do a little mailer for some people. A little gift card or a little, what do you I don't know. You can send them like a hat and something. A swag bag uh, a little or something. swag bag. Yeah. yeah. We'll send some merch. I guess tons of merch we could let's send Let's do out. a little a hat, maybe a sweatshirt, something like that. From each of us, yeah. 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 Let's do that. We're going to do it for three people. We're going to randomly draw it. We've got three hats, three sweatshirts going out. Uh, share it before. I guess this. I'm going to up the ante. Go with five. Let's do five. What if five people don't share it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, then the three, no, then three will get it. No, I think, uh, I think, if, uh, seriously, if you could share the show, we'd be happy to send you um, a, a shirt, a hat, a sweatshirt. Five people, you're going to get yep. drawn randomly. We'll do it all online. We'll make a little live video or something. Yeah. Uh, tag us, and we'll send you a swag bag. Or if you're local, you can come pick it up, or we'll meet you, and we'll autograph it for you. <laughs> it's going to be a collector piece someday. Oh, boy. I'm telling oh, you. Boy. So, But, yeah. Please share the show. It means the world to us, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Stay focused. Stay determined. Stay patient. <laughs>